Call to the booth. I keep to leave here along with Harrison Sanford. We're talking training camp battles, guys getting new jobs. Let me tell y'all about my new job. Paul, drop that beat. Back with more calls to the booth. I'm Harrison Sanford. That's a key to leave. A lot of jobs are on the line across the NFL landscape because training camp is here. And we're going to talk about uh, those jobs in our training camp battle session a little bit later in the show. But first, there's another job that has been secured by a key to leave. Uh, key, what's going on with you, brother? Uh, Fox done. Hit my line. You know what I'm saying? Reached out to me, man. Back on Fox this year, baby. Got an eight-game session, man. And this time, what's good about it is they partnered me with Gus Johnson for all eight games, baby, man. Shout out Gus Johnson, baby. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, that is going to be a fire broadcast because Gus man, brings be the dope. energy. Oh, it, yeah. Oh, Gus I've been brings the energy. It's going to be dope, man. It's going to be dope, man. I'm super excited about it, too. For sure. And you bring the energy. And you guys, I think, the, and I think our fan base and our audience already knows uh, the best thing about what we do here is that you are 100% authentic and Gus is always authentic and, and down to the core yeah. with his calls. It could be, now I'm not going to put this on any team, but it could be two and 10 Jaguars. I hope you don't get this game, but yeah. it could be a two and 10 Jaguars versus like, what's another bad team in the NFL? And a two and, and a three and, uh, and a three and nine uh, Carolina yes. Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably still tuning in. <laughs> I'm probably yeah, still yeah, tuning gonna, in. I, I hope it, you get the great games. Go. Yeah, y'all still, still going to make it go for sure. Uh, speaking of television viewing, uh, another sport that we're watching right now is the Olympics as we're getting ready uh, for football season. I wonder, Key, what are you, what are you watching uh, when it comes to Olympics now that they're happening? Huh, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I've really never been a huge fan of the Olympics, right? But the, I think the last... This year, definitely this year, maybe the last last Olympics, I have my TV on. You know, if I ain't watching nothing, then I just put on Olympics, like the swimming and, and all this shit go on. But I ain't a huge fan of Olympics, man. I ain't gonna lie. But when I do tune in, I'm gonna watch the basketball, of course, and I'm gonna watch the track and field. Yeah, so you know, that's part of the reason why I wanted to discuss it. So the basketball team, you know, they probably will still end up, you know, winning gold. But I'm we're starting to see, hopefully. Uh, the, the, yeah, hopefully. That. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're starting to see their their power or their their status as a world power deteriorate. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, well, you know, America is still a powerhouse when it comes to football. But you know, football is just not, or NFL football is not necessarily an Olympic sport. And I was thinking, I was like, oh damn, last year there were no overseas games. There was no games in London or things of that nature. Um, what do you thought think about the game? The game of football expanding outside. I mean, obviously, we have the London games and things of that nature. From your experiences, from talking to players who played in those games, from your experiences to interacting with fans in different countries, do you where do you think the NFL can go in terms of expanding the game beyond America, where obviously it's king and the talent right. level is obviously high? I mean, there's nothing else to. I mean, there's nothing else to compare it to. So. Um, I wish there was, but that's pretty much where we are right now. I think it'd be hard, man. I think I think something came across the table a while back where, you know, one of the NFL teams was going to be in London and 
play all their home games first and then come back and play like all their road games. So it'd be weird, man. It'd be weird, man, for the players to have to live overseas or wherever for half the year. It's one thing living in LA or in Boston or some shit like that. But if you gotta live all the way over there, eat that food for six months straight, it's just a little different, man. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the road teams might enjoy it because I, I enjoyed it when we went to London, especially the second trip. Raheem Morris was our head coach, man. We went out there on the Monday. We was out there for seven days. I love that London trip right there. I I love, absolutely love that London trip. But uh it was a little different the, the time before we went with Groot, I think. And uh, we went like the day before the game. We left on like a Thursday, got there like on the Saturday morning or whatever it was. Friday, got there like Saturday morning, played on Sunday, left on Monday like regular. So that was a lot. That was a lot. I was hella tired. But uh, I don't know. I think I think, I think think it could be good for the game. You would definitely gain more fans, but it will be tough on the players. Yeah, we got two games going off in London this year. The Atlanta Falcons are going to host the New York Jets. On Sunday, October 10th, and then the Jaguars are technically going to be at quote-unquote home against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so decent games out going out uh, overseas this year. I do think I, I do think the NFL, I mean, obviously, we, I don't know all the complications behind expansion, but it would seem as if having a team in Mexico City, having a team in Toronto or yeah. Montreal yeah. is an easy that way. Should uh, is that it, should work, right? Them that should easily flights, work. That ain't, that ain't really far yet. That, that's... That should work. You should easily have a team in Mexico City and Toronto and them close, close, spot, close spots like that, man. That should work easy. Yeah, that should work easy. I think it's an easy way to expand the game. And you never know. Again, this as I watch players like Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo just won the uh, NBA Finals MVP, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. You got a number of, uh, of international players in the sport of basketball. You never know the type of talent you can create with just expanding right. the game. So I hope uh, we can go, uh, the NFL can go forward and, and try to make some improvements there. Obviously, COVID-19 has thrown a whole wrench into that system, but we'll see what happens. Uh, with, that, with that being said, as we move on to uh, players that are actually in the NFL in America, uh, one of the best cities in the Midwest, my favorite city in the Midwest, the Chicago Bears, going to have a, a positional battle in training camp at the quarterback position. One side, Andy Dalton. The other side, Justin Fields. Who do you think wins this battle? Who gets the starting job on day one? Not who you want to, because I think in our previous episodes, uh, you mentioned that you should start Justin Fields right away. But what right. do you actually think happens? I think, because all you're going to do is practice. You're going to have a whole lot of practice, a whole lot of meeting, a whole lot of practice up until the first game in training camp. So I think I think Andy Dalton going to win because he's probably going to look better in practice. He's probably going to make the right reads and you know it's practice so he's probably gonna make the right reads against the tools and against the you know the backups and stuff he's gonna look great but i think when it really come down to it they get in the game andy gonna be andy and i think justin to bring a little bit more to the table than him so eventually justin fields will be on the field but out the gate justin fields still learning he's still gonna make rookie mistakes and stuff in practice so you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be more sure you're gonna be more sure to put Andy Dalton in as a starter. Who do you think Allen Robinson wants to start day one? <laughs> he wants Justin Fields to start day one. Justin Fields, because he could create that extra second where if I if I run a dig and I'm not open, I could spin out of it and go deep. He could create that extra second, throw him the ball, give me a nice 50-50 ball. He got a big arm. That's definitely who Allen Robinson wants to start. 
Okay. Bears, oh, let's go Bears first five games at the Rams, home against the Bengals, at the Browns. Week four at home against the Lions could make a lot of sense before they go to Vegas the next week. They might come out of there two and two and, and still be confident in Andy Dalton. All right, let's go to another quarterback battle uh, with the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater. Now, uh, the interesting thing about this, this battle, uh, the, the coaching staff, Vic Fangio, has as familiarity with Drew Locke. You already kind of know what Teddy Bridgewater is. We've seen more than enough game film. Yeah. What, what exactly does either one need to do to be better than the other or to, to deserve that spot more than the other? Because I think they both kind of know, you know who Teddy Bridgewater is and you relatively know who Drew Locke is. What, what's going right. to be the deciding factor? I think which one, whatever one protects the ball the most, man, whoever got the less, the least amount of turnovers in the preseason and practice, man, whoever looking like I'm going to protect the ball and let my defense play ball. Whatever quarterback looking like that, I think that'll get the that he'll get the nod. And I honestly think that's gonna be Teddy. Mm. Uh, and what what is it about? And so, what do you think happens to Drew Locke in that in that moment? Because that that uh, he, he, he it's almost as if, if Teddy's the backup. Sorry, if Teddy's the backup, I feel like he's been a career backup relatively. You can right. accept that. But once Drew Locke goes to the bench as a backup, that causes that causes friction in itself. Man, I don't, I don't think it caused friction. I think it caused friction if if you was like that last year, if you was 10 and 5, and then a new guy came, and now you was on the bench. But, I mean, you a starter, but just on paper. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you look at your numbers, them backup numbers. So, it's it's you shouldn't be too mad. You got an opportunity to be the starter for a team, and you was probably ranked as the worst quarterback in the league or – you know what I'm saying? Somewhere around there. So you can't be too mad when you get to the bench after you had an opportunity like that. For sure. All right. So we went through two uh, major quarterback bouts going throughout the NFL. Another interesting one here, we're going to switch to uh, the de defensive side of the ball, at least for this one. In Minnesota Vikings camp, last year, Mike Zimmer's defense was definitely down. A lot worse than you know, what we're used to uh, and accustomed to seeing. So this offseason, they made the move to get Patrick Patterson. Uh, Peterson, excuse me, Patrick Peterson and Bashard Breeland from the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. But they also have Cam Dantzler. Cam Dantzler was named to uh, the PF uh, Pro Football Writers All-Rookie Team last year. First Vikings cornerback uh, to have that honor since 1994. Only rookie to defender with interception, forced fumble, fumble recovery in the same game um, in 2020. And on, on top of that, when you look at just who he is, he's on the rise. Um, how do you think that pans out? I mean, obviously you still use all three. It's the NFL now, uh, right. but I believe they already have a guy who, who, who they like to put in that formation. Who do you think wins the starting two DB jobs? Mm, it's going to be tough. Patrick Peterson, he in there, man. He Pat Pete. Once he pull up, he's starting left corner, period. Breland, Breland could play some ball, man. I, uh, Bashar Breland, that's my dog. He played, he played some ball, but Cam Dance, I mean, uh, Dantzler, Cam Dantzler, he played some ball too, man. So that's the that's the battle right there, Breland and Cam. They're going to have to battle it, battle it out. And if they even, they're going to go with the young guy. They always going to go with the young guy if you even. So if he if he start the year how he finished last year, I'm going to say Pat P and Cam going to start the corners. Once they go nickel, uh, 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 Dantzler probably come inside or Breland might come inside. But one of those two guys will come inside and uh and play the nick 
Well, I think that's and, and as somebody who was a star at your position and then had to deal with, as every NFL player does, getting older. How do you manage? What was going through your mind as you start? People coming, people coming for your spot, right? right. Now you're going to the, now you're going to training camp, and all of a sudden it's not yep. assumed. You're starting. How how did you manage that? And maybe take me through, maybe take me through what Patrick Peterson and Bashard are kind of going through right now. Uh. Like Pat P, man, he going into the year. I think it's 11 for Pat P. So he's going to play year 11. At this point, man, he done seen a lot of guys come in. They're supposed to be his replacement. They're supposed to be his, you know, the next Pat P. Man, it's part of the game, man. That's just, that's just fuel for the offseason, man. You're going to make your money in the offseason. So I always I always went about my offseason like, like you never know. This season could be – if I had 10 picks and 10 touchdowns last season, Shit, this season could be the one I got 11 picks and 11 tubs. You know what I'm saying? I can't let it be the one that I come back and have one pick and no tubs. I I, I can never put that on tape. So it's just fuel for the offseason. All these little matchup problems and training camp battles is just fuel for your offseason to put that work in. Word. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in that camp uh, when it comes to that position because, again, defense needs to get a lot better if they expect to uh, challenge for that NFC North title or at least for a playoff spot coming out of the NFC. I'm going to jump to one of your other former teams and this one's a little bit interesting uh, with the New England Patriots. You have Nelson Aguilar at wide receiver mm. position. Kendrick Bourne at wide receiver. Oh, Those guys were just brought in. The incumbent is Jacoby Myers. Then we also seen um, incumbent, excuse me. And then you also have uh, Enkeel Harry who Nikhil also Harry. Request, yeah, who requested a trade. Um, first of all, before we even get to who might get the starter positions out of that group. You've been with Bill Belichick. How do you think he, and obviously Stephen, Steph, Stephon Gilmore kind of went through something similar, a little bit different though, because he's more uh, tenured. How do you think Bill processes a guy like Harry saying he wants to get traded without actually having really put down enough work to, to, to validate something like that? How do you think yeah. Bill processed that? That shit went in one ear, not the other. Bill don't give a damn about that shit. <laughs> he, he don't care if you want to get traded. He going to trade you if he want to trade you. He going to cut you if he want to cut you. Now, you know what I'm saying? If you act like you don't want to be there, you ain't, uh, if you want to get traded from Bill, you ain't got to tweet it. Just just show up acting like you don't want to be there. Show up acting like you don't know the plays, and your ass should be gone in a heartbeat. So, you know what I'm saying? That's Twitter. That's just, that's just him just wanting some cloud or whoever, whatever he want out of it. If you want to get traded from New England, it ain't hard. Now I, I do have uh, I do have a, a, some modicum of sympathy for a guy like Harry because I guess he's what he's going into his second year and maybe right. he feels as if yo like give me a you drafted me give me a chance to be great as opposed to bringing in Nelson Aguilar Kendrick Bourne now granted Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne aren't world beaters but again they did right. spend money to bring those guys in. Do you how do you feel about Harry's position where hey, like you have to trust me to and give me the opportunities that you got to give me these reps to nah, be great? See, that's the wrong word. That's the that's that's the problem, Harrison. Is give ain't mm. shit in the NFL, they're not gonna give you nothing. I don't care if you at the first round pick, they're still not gonna give you nothing, especially in New England. The best 11 guys gonna play, so you gotta earn that right, you gotta earn that trust, know all your plays. You know what I'm saying? Know all the checks. And that's that'll earn it right there. That's gonna give you a chance to play right there. Cause 
I mean, it's tough. It's tough to learn that offense, and it's, it's tough to learn that system in New England, man. You, you heard it before from Ocho, from everybody, but the guys who learn it is the guys who going to play. Hmm. Yes, I, I guess that's it's always that always interested me because, you know, you're a guy, you're going into your second year, and you're, you're trying to make a name for yourself, and then all of a sudden you get it almost on, like it, it might feel – Exactly. You might feel like you just got a one-year window to prove yourself as an NFL player. Some guys develop later. Yeah, but at you the still same got time, a window this year. He still got a window it, this year, though, man. It's it's basically four receivers out there right now. Three of them going to play so many plays every game. So you just got to get in get in the three. Get in the top three, bro. You good. With that being said, who's the top three? Top three, definitely going to be Aguilar. Definitely going to be born if they can remember them plays, if they can learn the system. I think them two smart guys, I think they'll be able to learn the system. And Jacoby Myers, I think he going to work out in the slot, man. He, he quick enough and smart enough to work out in that slot, being an ex-quarterback. So I honestly think Nikhil Harry going to be the odd man out. And you asking to be the odd man out if you're saying you want to trade. Because, I mean, if now if I'm the offensive coordinator and it's, I need somebody to go in, uh, such and such, rode his ankle a little bit. I need somebody, Nikhil Harry right here and Jacoby Myers right here. Uh, you don't want to be here. Jacoby Myers, go ahead. That's how I'm going to think. That's my thought process, right? You already said you don't want to be here, so I'm going to put you on the back burner. Mm. I think that I think another level of challenge for Harry, but a good thing for Cam Newton or, uh, for Cam, or Mac Jones, whoever ends up starting at quarterback, you also have John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, two pass catching tight ends. How do you think Definitely. that all, how do you think that all meshes in within this new rebuilt New England offense? Do you see two tight end, two wide receivers? Well, how do you, how, what type of, I know they'll probably do a lot, but what do you think you'll see the most of? Uh, well, I, you definitely going to see a lot of 12 personnel, a lot of two tight ends, but it, in the past, that was a big part of their offense anyway. They always had big dog tight ends, whether it was Gronk and the super blocking one, it ain't really matter. That's, that's the thing about New England when Tom was there, man. They'd come out and play a two tight end game on your ass. They'd come out and play a fullback tight end game on you, 21 personnel, or they'd come out and they spread all game. So, they, in a sense, had Josh McDaniels really got three offenses he really can attack you with, depending on what personnel is available, who healthy. He got, he got three different systems he really can attack you with. That's what makes it so hard in New England. They just, they're not just a spread team. They'd be spread one week, come out with a fullback all game the next week, right? So it's, 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 it's hard to say what you're going to see the most, but with both of those tight ends, you're going to see those guys on the field. So I'm expecting a lot of 12. Yeah, no, it should be a very interesting season for the New England Patriots in that AFC East. Maybe, just maybe, they can reclaim uh, their crown as the best team in the division. In order to do that, they'll have to take down the Buffalo Bills with the guy who I thought should have won the MVP last year, Josh Allen. He's back for another season. And this year, uh, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are back in the backfield again. But part of the reason why I thought Josh Allen was the MVP last year it wasn't just his throwing prowess. But he pretty much was essentially, it seemed like the best running game was him holding on to the ball. Right. No, he wasn't Lamar Jackson and a guy of those likes, but he was pretty damn good at it. Um, oh, yeah. How do you think that training camp battle manages? Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. And do you think that the, uh, the head coach and staff is probably just like, we can go with this 50-50 committee and continue to put Josh Allen out there as as of a runner like how do you think coaching staff what do you what rather here's a better question what result do you think the coaching staff wants to have going into the season in terms uh, of I definitely running I game? definitely I definitely think uh they want to they want to have a better running game but I think that's going to be more on the play calling 
play calling and just opportunities running. Don't give up on the run so fast. They're going to just try to continue to keep runs in the offense. But I think it's going to be a 50-50 committee, man. It's lead dog backs. It's, it's tough to find nowadays, man. So who won the chip? The Bucks. they had a 50-50 committee over there, right? So it's Jones and, and Fournette. So I think I think I don't think it's nothing wrong with a 50-50 committee. I think I think uh Moss and Singletary both will get reps with the ones. Both of them gonna be in with the ones because when the season starts, they both gonna be in with the ones. So that's a battle that nobody will win. Both of them guys will get a lot of reps. If you tired, I'm going in. They're just gonna try to keep each other healthy, man. And like you said, they're just gonna lean on Josh Allen to do what he do on his own reads. And lean on that line to create a couple more lanes, and and they OC he with he with the shit now. So he 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 probably dialed up this offseason. He probably was in the lab all 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 offseason trying to create ways that he could open some more lanes for that run game. Uh, I hate to put you on the spot here, but before we get out of here, um, let's say out of a hundred percent probability, what's the chance that Josh Allen wins MVP this year? Oh. I'll probably say four, four or maybe five names before his, but he about fifth or sixth on the list. He's not far back. Not far back. I mean, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And again, the, yeah, the offense is kind of running. The offense is pretty much running through him and Stefan Diggs last year. We'll see uh, where and they then, can go next year. You're going to have Beasley. If Beasley can stay healthy for him. And then uh, Manuel Sanders, he had Emmanuel Sanders. And, and, Gabriel, and Gabriel David. And Gabriel Davis is there too. Still got Davis, man. So he he definitely got the weapons, and they might they might lean on him a little bit more to use his legs this year. So it's kind of set up for him to do so. Yeah, great opportunity for him to uh, come out as MVP. Uh, I, I I mentioned him a lot. I, I think he's an, I thought he was MVP last year because of what I saw in the field. Also, because my brother, shout out Hamilton, continues to destroy me in Madden. When he uses the bills and he uses the bills a lot. So like I see him on Sunday, I see him Thursday night at 10 p.m. on Madden. Who you pick? And I'm like when he picked the bills. When he picked the bills, who you pick? Uh I I I go all around, brother. I switch teams up. I like using different teams. So I've used everybody from the Bears, uh, to the to the I use everybody from the Bears to the Giants to the Washington football team. Oh, I like using teams team? with that's why you losing. Look, you're picking them. That's why you losing. See, Madden. I just really, bro. If I you just pick a team 80. who rated 85 or 83 and you pay a team who rated 92, they just cheat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They try to make that <laughs> team better. So when he go pick them bills, you got to just pick somebody who rated higher than them people, man. Make it mad. Well, well, the problem is I used to use the Giants and, you know, last year just wasn't up. It wasn't up. <laughs> it wasn't up at all. So I had to, I, I just, I bounced around. I bounced around a lot, but maybe this, maybe this year I'll have uh, some new motivations uh, to use a different team where and stick with it. Bucks. A good team. Go pick the Bucks nah, and then Matt will be on your side. You know what I'm saying? You won't have to hear it no more. <laughs> I can't, I can't. As a, as a, as a lifelong Giants fan, I, I could admire Tom Brady. I can respect <laughs> Tom Brady. I can't use Tom Brady. It's just how I'll it goes down. That's how it is. Uh, with that, that being said, and all the, and with all this Madden talk that we close the show with, when we come back next week, we will discuss Madden with a special person who's involved in the Madden process. Should be a fun episode. This is called To the Booth. I'm Harrison Sanford. That's the key to leave from the Blue Wire Podcast Network. See you next time.